Welcome back to my podcast. It's called the Loot Page Podcast. Uh, guess what? Today I've got an episode where I'm actually taking a recording from a, a group coaching call that I, I run with my program each week, The Leading Coach. And we talk about how to stop being controlled by your fear and become a heart led coach. We've all heard that you've got to be heart centered, you've got to live from your heart, your power is found in your heart. So if you're someone who's controlled by fear, if you're someone who wants to lead more and live through your heart more, this is a great episode for you. Now the recording of the actual episode, oh, it's done over Zoom. So the quality of the sound is a little bit lower, but the quality of the content, whoa, super high, enjoy. All right, here we go. You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, the number one podcast specifically made for coaches. Get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts. We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Picking a niche. Picking a niche? Recording. Um, Yeah, I was going down the podcast niche and I've done a couple of, um, I suppose you'd call them free sessions, barter clients. And everyone's like, with a podcast, I just want to record it like record it, get it up in the cloud and then have someone else do it for me. So I don't yeah. know whether I should be setting up a podcast agency or looking at speaking or a totally different niche because, yeah, people just think, oh, when can I listen to your podcast? And it's like, no, 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 I want to train you to make a podcast. But most people seem to want a done for them yeah. system, if that makes sense. So I think yeah. my niche needs Great to be tweaked. Topic. Great topic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Great yeah. topic. I will have something to say about it later on the go look. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so with yourself, Guy, you've got, you know, podcasting, you're thinking that that's your area. It's this question is, okay, well, what am I doing? Am I teaching people how to create their own and launch their own podcast, build it? And there's different levels, right? So you've got someone who doesn't have was a podcast. To, yeah, my theory was to train them and then upsell them into making it. But uh, I think that most people just want it made for them. Not necessarily, man, because uh, there's, mate, there's plenty of people that are, um, mate, there's plenty of podcast coaches out there that teach people who want mm-hmm. a podcast. Um, and been umming and ahhing for a while. I know that's just a fear of starting or, yeah, like yeah. after. So and let's kind of have a look a at, let's have a look at a few of the different levels when it comes to this podcast thing. So you're like, okay, we're trying to figure out um, your niche, right? And it's something, it's got to be something to do with podcasting. And the question is, do we help uh, people like launch a podcast? Yeah. So that's like the first one, first type of niche. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have people that, I don't know, have a podcast. So someone like me, and it's like, hey, man, we'll teach you how to get to the next level. So it's like, um, have a podcast and they you want to teach them how to like grow it. Yep. And then you've got the uh, you know, the done for you, which is where it's like, hey, I've got a podcast, but I don't want to edit it and stuff like that. I want you to handle it. So um, so it's basically podcast management, right? Yeah, that's sort of your premium, I'd imagine. 
Quick question. Why you're a coach for what exactly? A radio radio announcer. I'm actually sitting in front of the uh, sitting in front of the radio panel now. So, but, um, but yeah, I've done been in commercial radio for 15 years. So, I was looking at taking my skills and uh, applying them to become a podcast coach or a speaking coach or something along those lines. Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> yeah, clarify. <laughs> Point yeah. clarified. Now, also, Guy, you said that speaking coach, is that a passion as well? Uh, yeah, possibly. I'm, I'm also a choir singer. I've sung in choirs for like what, 25 years or something. I was in the Australian Boys Choir. So yep. I, I thought maybe teaching people how to, I was targeting coaches like to speak at seminars or to speak with power, purpose, conviction. So yep. there's a few different areas. But I know I need a, probably a core cool focus because I tend to like, Spread myself too thin, and and it's probably better to focus on one thing than the, and give that a hundred percent of your attention. All right, let's have a look. Um, do, 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 do. Do you know the most popular thing that I go through with? Uh, with with What's that? Oh yeah, with with uh, with TLC. No, what's I mean, the common thing that I go through with coaches is niche. Like legit, every single week, there's something to do with niche. It's such a big thing. Like it's so niche is so simple, but it's so hard and it's so common. And the funny it's thing to execute, is, I think that's but yeah. you can always tweak it, can't you? after you've executed it. So, well, there's a the thing with niche is that there's a lot of because <clears throat> I've been there. There's a lot of fear behind committing to something. Um, and that's what a lot of coaches, until they get into a niche, it's there's so much fear behind it because it's like, okay, what if this is the wrong niche? What if I, you know, what if it, I've got this idea here, I've got this idea here. Like, what if this one here, I'm thinking this, but I don't know if it's the right one. And what it does is it kind of it's, it stops coaches from committing to it. And if you don't commit to it, then you, you never put the work and the focus in, which won't get you the results. Um, so we, we always tend to be talking about niche. Um, and Bruno, I know we've discussed niche in the past and maybe you're, I don't know, by the, what you said before, I don't know if you're questioning your niche again. But yes. this, <clears throat> this is, yeah. Um, yeah. And Bruno, whilst I'm doing this, do this also, yeah, because if you're if you've got questions about your niche, just obviously listen to what we're going through with Guy here. But I want you to run this exercise with yourself if this applies to you. <clears throat> it does. Okay, well, here we go. That's that? why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, the first thing with you guys that you've got um We've got, let's see if there's a better diagram. No, this is probably the best one. <clears throat> Who is we've got, and look, you might be able to get this more niche, but we'll just start with this. Helping people. Um, I was I was thinking coaches, consultants, and healers. So, I... Okay. Let's just put down coaches for now. Yeah. Okay. If that helps you a little bit. We're going to say coaches um, launch podcast. Next one, we've got... Um, uh, real, real estate agents, maybe. 
next one you want real estate agents to grow their podcast? Smart one because I know real estate have got money um, and also it's a bit of an ego thing for them to say that. But I also don't know. I think what stops me is I go, I can't guarantee they'll sell a property off my podcast. Like I sort of got to educate them that it's a branding exercise, not a guaranteed sales thing, if that makes okay. sense. You know what? Let's forget about the who for now. We're just going yeah. to talk about the See, I'm already doing it. I'm already overcomplicating it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's figure out this side of it because, you know, when it comes to a niche, there's two areas. You've got the who and the what. So, for example, um, the who for you could be technically, it could be people, it could be coaches, it could be real estate agents. That's the who are part of the niche. Um, you need a who. See, a niche isn't launching a podcast that's not a niche it's Who's, a combination uh, of the who and the what well, launching yeah. a podcast is a what but you also need a who attached to it now you can say people helping people launch a podcast yeah um helping coaches launch a podcast helping real estate launch a podcast the more niche you get the more defined you get and then the more specialized you can become um, so who the more an specialized avatar? you are what's that is a who like an avatar or am I? The who's just like a, the difference between avatar and kind of a niche is um, the avatar tends to be more demographical. So, hey, it's a guy, he's 35 years old, he lives in Melbourne. Um, the who's more of a collective, an identifier of a group. So people, you know, that's an animal, that's a person. Animal people, male, female, nurse, doctor firefighter, radio host. It's a clear identifier. That's the who. Um, the what is the problem, the solving the problem, yeah? Okay, so to, yeah, to get our niche, we need a who, which is a identifiable group of people. And then, well, what problem are you solving? Helping, you know, the problem that they want to grow a podcast. They don't, they, they have an idea for podcast and they want to grow it. Uh, is the what that... They've got a they've got a business and they don't know how to get clients. Is it that um, they are single and they want to find a relationship? Like that's the what. It's a problem that you're solving, a specific problem. Cool. Now bringing back to this is we've got um, launch a podcast, have a podcast, and they want to grow it. Um, we've got the done for you service, so it's like a podcast. We'll just say management service. And then you also threw in there speaking coach. Um, when you say speaking coach, what are we talking about? If we can get a little bit more specific with it, do we uh, can we? Probably helping people at seminars speak with, uh, speak more confidently or people that are making possibly even speeches at a wedding or just to get people more confident. See, it might, it might be a bit. Uh, so public speaking. Public speaking, I suppose we'd say. Yep. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, closest to public speaking. Cool. All right. Now we're just going to go through and go out of these. <clears throat> Which one do you like the most? Um, my yeah, probably probably the management services. I just I don't want to get to the stage where I'm making you know twelve podcasts a week because that'll just eat into my time and become another job and. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. So that's the that's the one you like the most or like the least. 
Oh, uh, prob- probably like the most in terms of um, work of workflow because I'd, I'd be outsourcing it. So you like producers. the most? Yeah. So podcast management is that that's what you like the most out of these four niches. So now you um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a hard one. Um, actually, no, I'd probably now you're getting me thinking. Hmm. Uh, probably say I'd probably say I, I'm excited at the launch part. Um, but then I know the, there's work coming after the launch. Um, no, I'm going to say growing. Sorry, Luke, I'm, um, you've got me. Got That's me cool. Um, yeah, I want yeah. you. I want you to. You're really test. You're really testing me. <laughs> I want you to forget about this for a second, guy. Yeah, is okay, that uh, what you're kind of doing? Is you going? How do I make it work with my life? How do I make it work with my job? So when you forget about that for a second and go, what group of people? Am I most passionate about helping? Is it, hey, people that want to launch a podcast? Is it people that have a podcast and they just want to grow it? Is it people that, you know, are looking for someone to manage their podcast? Or is it people that want help with the public speaking? What group of people do you feel most passionate and connected to? What's that? Public speaking, just to throw the, uh, this pattern into the works public without speaking, overthinking okay. it. If yeah. you could choose one of these people to work with for the rest of your life, you'd go, no, nah, I'm going to help people do public speaking. <laughs> My brain's gone. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, ooh, Lord, Sweet as. Yeah, you, yeah. That's all good. Yeah. yeah. See that little know. hand? See that <laughs> hand on your forehead? Take it off for a second. Yeah. It's all good, mate. You'll figure this out, yeah? So, um, you know what? I, I used to do... Uh, no, no, all good. I used to do, um, I used to work in blinds, so window furnishings. Yeah. And I used to have to help the most indecisive people pick from a pick from 20 ranges and 30 colors in each range. And I could help the most indecisive person choose a fabric color and fabric range. So, mate, you're not even close to the type of people I used to deal with, just so you know. Thank you. That makes me feel better too. Yeah. yeah. Just relax. This is easy stuff, man. Yep. All um, right. Hey, just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm going to pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode now out of those four having a group of people launch a podcast you got the people who have got a podcast you want to help them grow it the people who are looking for podcast management services so you manage a podcast and then the people who are after public speaking which do you feel out of those four are you least excited about um yeah least uh probably probably the probably the management services there you go there you go go. yep all right now if you're least excited about it yeah it's probably not going to be your niche is if you're least excited about it now you never know we'll see we'll ask you another question 
out of the next one is who can you help right now? Who are you most? The launching. The launching I can help. The, yeah, help so the who most. are you right now? Who are you most likely to be able to help right now? So you can help the people who launch podcast. Yep. Can you help the people who have a podcast and they want to grow it to the next level? But out of those two, are you more likely to help the people launch or grow? Probably more excited about launching. Okay, but cool. you're right. I had my money hat on my core. How's this going to work? With yeah, <laughs> yeah, I put sweet passion. Passion is yeah, passion is launch. So. All right. Can you help people grow a podcast? Yes, I can. You can. I'm, but the I'm better at launching. Tick, yeah. Yeah. So we'll give it a little tick. The pet, the podcast management services. Can you help those people? Solid. Yeah. Do we give it a small tick or a big tick? With small. All right, so it's kind of like, hey, I can help them, but I've got a lot of lot of to learn. Yeah. Um, the people who want to launch podcasts, like, no, nah, I already know about that. I can help those people. Yeah. And been running free sessions with yep. people to try it out. And then you got the people with the public speaking. Yeah, big definitely. tick or small tick? Big tick. Cool. All right. Boom. Now, let's look at these niches. Who can pay? Um, people who are after a podcast management service. Now, mind you... <laughs> Most of the time, people who pay for podcast management, it's not all the time, but a lot of it are going to be more established people. That was my that was my theory. Most of the time. It's going to be people who are already making money in their business. Um, and so you're not going to get early stages. You're going to have to get people who are more established, um, not more know their stuff, which means that those people are going to be wanting a very high quality podcast management service, but they're not going to want to pay for it as well at the same time. Yeah. Cause I want to keep costs down. Is that something you want to get into or you're like, kind of like, no, I'm a little bit turned off by what Luke just said. But turned off by what Luke just said. And I suppose you'd know because you would have had people hitting you up all the time. I imagine with your podcast. Yeah. Look, I, I've got, um, man, um, I have a, an assistant who works for me. He lives in the Philippines. I, oh, I yeah. just, I taught him how to manage my podcast just by me learning how to do it. So he does it, and I quickly just did videos and go, "Hey, man, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do." And he does it. So it's it's. I don't need to pay because a podcast management service compared to what he charges, which they'll do a very similar thing. Um, man, they would charge thousands of bucks probably a month. So for me to pay thousands of dollars for my podcast a month, I'm talking it would have to, it would probably have to quadruple in size for me to go. That's worth the return because at the moment, paying my assistant to do what he does, man, I get the return on it and it's great. Um, I I don't need anything else from it, you know, and so I'm satisfied with that. Now saying that, man. Gotcha. Saying that, guys, that I know from me being in programs with a lot of other coaches and online business owners, there's other coaches who have podcasts that pay the thousands of bucks a month. So it's out there. Um, but yeah, that's that. So can these people pay? Well, of course they can pay because there's a lot of podcast services out there, right? So that's a niche people can pay. People who have a podcast and they want to grow it, will they pay? Uh, 
possible. Like, yeah, it's probably a little tick, but it depends how much they're making from it or what their other costs are. So, yeah. Yeah. Public speaking, and, people pay for a public speaking coach? Um, Probably a little tick. Like, de- maybe, yeah. maybe not, I suppose, depending on... They, they would, depending on if they're seminar doing seminars and things like that. So I think there's yeah. a market for it. I mean, look, we haven't put the who in there yet, so it's kind of hard to really get... Because, for example, we could um, we could say you help executives, right, with public speaking. Do they pay? Of course they do, man. They, they've got heaps of money. But then you could change that to um, helping executives to... Helping, I don't know, uni students. Um, you're going to struggle to get more cash out of those people, right? So we haven't done the who yet, but I'm just working with the result in effect. So look, based off what we got, man, all, all your niches there have got potential for sure. Okay, so what's kind of standing out at the moment is that from a helping point of view, is you got the launching and you got the public speaking. They're the ones that are standing out at the moment. So let's come back to who are you most passionate helping right now in your life based off where you're at and not niches aren't for life, everybody. Niches are just a phase in your life. Your niches will come, change, evolve and go as grow as you grow. I won't be helping coaches for the rest of my life. Trust me. There's no way no. Just where the phase where I'm at in my life right now, I'm helping coaches. It's one of the niches that I help. Um, but I guarantee I'll move on from coaches one day. Um and mind you, it's like with TLC, TLC is a coach making under 10K. It's the niche. Yeah. Makes sense. But then say one-to-one clients, I'll have I'll have a coach who's making over 10K. So that's a different niche within itself. It's still a coach, but a coach making under 10K compared to over 10K, they're different niches. So with TLC, it's a coach making under 10K. That's the niche of it. So getting back to here, remember, everybody, niches ain't for life. So don't freak out. Don't be like, oh, my God, if I pick, I'm done for life. I'm locked in. Put that on a T-shirt, dude. (laughs) Put it on a (laughs) T-shirt. That's a good one. Your niche is for life. Choose carefully. (laughs) Um, I'm excited with the launch, but then I I guess I panic and go, oh, now I'm going to be producing Old Mate's podcast for the next uh, 10 weeks. And then I talk myself out of it but you can say i'm a massive overthinker and uh yeah run myself in circles so um did you say you're excited for the launch but you don't want to and then i'm like oh, now i'm gonna have to produce old mates podcast for you know the next six weeks where am i going to find the time and i think then i took myself out of it <laughs> but why do you have to produce it if you're teaching them how to launch it they've got to do it yeah that's yeah that's true isn't it so yeah, so you're not producing. But then everyone I've talked to is like, oh, I don't want to do it. I just want someone else to do it for me, which is then then I went to management. You can say I've, I've flip-flopped a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've just, you're just speaking to – you just haven't found the people that are your market. That's the, Are they out there? Man, they're out there. 100% they're out there. I'm sure they are. Sure out there. Yeah, 100% they're out there. So, but are there people out there that don't want to do it themselves? And just want to dumb for yeah, and there's those people as well. So coming back to who are you most passionate about helping? It sounds like you don't want to get stuck doing the management stuff, right? Yep. So that doesn't sound like you're too passionate about. So I don't think that's the one for you. We're gonna we've crossed that off. And we've 
brought it down to these two launch helping people launch a podcast which is basically you got someone out there whether a coach or a real estate agent or an online entrepreneur they got an idea for a podcast they've heard about podcasts they listen to podcasts they they know that there's an opportunity for their business they just don't know how to they're scared to do it there's fear behind it so you're going to give them the steps on how to do it put it all together and also the encouragement to take the step to do it. So it's the combination of the strategy plus the encouragement to face their fears. Yeah. And when it comes to coaching, they're the two things that you always need for a successful program, strategy and mindset to do the strategy. See, constantly, what are we talking about here in TLC? Hey, do uncomfortable stuff. Come on, become a new version of you. Let go of the old version of yourself. Become the future version who doesn't have the fears that you have right now, who's unstoppable because the strategy isn't enough. The strategy, all this strategy here that I'm talking about and everything we offer in, the, in TLC is seriously, you could you could almost find it for free online. But the issue is, is that even though we have all these endless amounts of free content available to all of us, why isn't everyone just multi-millionaires? Because we're too scared to follow the strategy. So we need someone to help us step into the version to follow the strategy, yeah? We need someone to help us get focused when we're going, what do we do here? We've got option here, option here. We need someone just to bring us back in. So a good program will have a combination of strategy plus helping them become the person to follow the strategy. All right, so who are you more passionate about helping guy in this phase of your life right now? Helping people launch a podcast, helping people with public speaking. Launching a podcast because yeah, I've, I've I'm been hard about it for two years. I've got the like a course structure built, so it's clearly been All right. been ticked away. Here we go. Now, mm. how are you feeling about helping people launch a podcast? You know, but not not a hundred percent excited. There's you still know. a fear around it, but I think that's just me not executing. I think I just got to execute. That's okay. So yeah. when you say you're not 100% excited, yeah, what amount of excitement are you at? Well, pro probably maybe maybe a 70, 60, 70 out of 100. All right. Awesome. So we go, let's just say 70. Um, so currently at 70%, right? So basically it's like... Um, <clears throat> You who at the moment you've got people who uh don't know how to launch their podcast. That's the problem. The result is you help them launch their whatever it is, yeah. Podcast in how long? Let's say six to eight weeks. Probably, I could probably do it in six. Six weeks. Now, let's. This is a good point you brought up here, guy. Let's talk about time frame for a moment, or buddy. Yep. Now you said six weeks, or you said eight weeks. Sometimes coaches make the mistake of this, and they go, "Okay, if my program only goes for four weeks." People aren't going to see the value in it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it go for 12 months. 
I was in a mastermind that went for three months and it was horrible. And even the coach admitted, yeah, I should have probably halved it, but it was his first sort of, yeah. So I, I understand that sometimes long is not better. Yeah, what was the what was the what was the program for? Well, it was just it was just a, it was a sort of wealth creation. My it was the the five pillars kind of thing. It was yeah, years okay. ago, and yet left us left us with a bad. I suppose it was a mastermind. Yeah, look, some, depending on your topics, yeah. Um, mm. If you've got a business program, business programs can easily go for twelve months, easily. Um, just because there's so much involved in business, but if it's a podcast program, man. It's a very small amount of things that you got to help with. So if you stretch out to twelve months, you'd be just like, man, it's a long time. Yeah, um, I'm taking people through it. I found by the eighth week, I was repeating a few things. So yeah, it's yeah. I haven't decided on the exact length, but okay. So just to let you know, with all this, is that someone's goal is they want to launch, and just talking about this time frame thing, right? Launch a podcast. And for some niches, you will include a time frame. Others, you won't. And what I mean by this is then, Guy, you could have, well, if I say, what's your I help statement? You go, I help people launch a podcast in six weeks. Yeah. If you ask me, I wouldn't use a time frame like that. If someone said, hey, Luke, what's your I help statement? I wouldn't say, I help coaches um, make 10K in two months. Just wouldn't say that. Yeah. It just doesn't really work with my niche. Now, if you talk to me in a deeper level and someone goes, Oh, well, the thing that you teach, Luke, how long does it take? I'll be like, I can teach you how to set it up in 90 days. Yeah. But for me, my niche and kind of what I do is I, I don't use a time frame from the outset where it's like, hey, Luke, what do you do? But for guy, your niche. Definitely a time frame could be something that you use from the outline. Hey guy, tell me what you do in one in five seconds. And you're like, I help real estate agents launch their podcast in six weeks. So it's definitely a niche where you'd use a time frame. Bruna, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Cool. I'm so thinking it's... here many things. I I have something to share, but go on. Yeah. I'll um, definitely come to you in a minute, Bruna, once we get through all this. Thanks, Bruna. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, what we're talking about the time frame thing. So you've got someone here is that they just want to launch a podcast, right? And you got someone who goes, oh, well, I've got an eight-week program that helps you do it. And then you got someone who goes, well, eight weeks, I'm going to make it 12 months because then people are going to see that it's, it must be an awesome course. Now, someone who just wants to launch a podcast, do you think it's more appealing that they can do it over 12 months? It's going to take 12 months or more appealing to get it done eight in eight it, weeks? Eight weeks. All right. So to see how it makes sense, as in... Also easy to make that promise. Like, like you can't guarantee someone's going to make 10K in 90 days because people work slow and like they're not always committed. And Whereas I can probably guarantee if you come in every week, I'll have a podcast launch for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Easy to guarantee. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can guarantee something, so for example, launching a podcast, there is a simple series of steps, which is only a small amount of steps where it's kind of like, hey, you just got to do this. You just got to do this. You just got to do this. Just got to do this. Just got to do this, right? So you can go, hey, look, I can guarantee it's done in that those weeks. When it comes to business, there's so many variables that depending on where you're at, 
will affect your time late to get through it. So it's way harder to go, hey, I guarantee that I'm going to get you a client in one day type thing. It's harder to do. Can you do it? You can, as long as you put in there, okay, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, when you can put in a guarantee of result, when you can do it, you definitely want to put that in there, everybody. Okie dokie. So now you said six or eight weeks. Do you reckon you can do it in six? Do it in six because I've tried it in eight and yeah, eight was stretching it. So I think I can do it in six. Done. I've tested it. All right. So that's what you got. Now. Now the people, do you want to leave it at people or do you want to get it a little bit more specific? Uh, probably, probably a little bit more specific. I've, I've worked with, um, well, I'm working with a, a fitness coach uh, uh, and he was a, t a case study and I've also got a mate that's a buyer's advocate. So I suppose he's not a real estate agent, but I was sort of testing out those two, two clients. Yep. Who are you, is there a group of people that you relate to and you're passionate to helping? Uh, I've, well, I'm I relate to the sort of personal development space, but in terms of helping people, yeah, it it probably it probably is probably is coaches. Coaches, cool. Yeah. Because for example, let's just say you had real estate agents, yeah. Let's just say you had real estate. An example, yeah. It's just like coaches where they've got to do the work. I'd be hard. It'd be harder to get real estate agents to focus on it to do the work. I think because they've got so much going on and. Very good thinking. It's so true. Uh, I used to be a real estate agent. and You've had many lives. <laughs> I've had many lives, mate. Um, I was a real estate agent back when, mind you, I'm 37. I was a real estate agent when I was 18. Oh, right, yeah. 18, 19. So imagine how young do I look now? Imagine me uh, 20 years younger you selling your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so funny. I, uh, I, I laugh thinking back to it. Um, but great, 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 um, great job to get into to give you an understanding of life and sales and everything like that. But yes, man, busy life. Busy I life. I, I think I just went real estate because of I know that it's an ego thing, probably more for them. Whereas coaches would see it as a uh, yeah. I think I thought real estate will have money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good assessment. Um, okay, so you like coaches? Who else did you have? Consultants. Um, well, well, probably consultants and healers, but that pretty much is that's pretty much all under those in the personal development space, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So you help, I help coaches, consultants, and healers launch their podcast in six weeks. Let me hear it. Coaches, consultants, and healers launch their podcast in six weeks. So I say I help. I help coaches, consultants, and healers launch their podcast in six weeks. Nice, man. Okay. Okay. Now, 70%. Have we grown at all? And just be honest. We, you may, we definitely. We're, we're probably sitting at 90 now. Awesome, man. All right. You're good. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, the 100%, where does the 100% come? Everybody, Bruno, you're involved. You want to jump in. Where does 100% certainty come when it comes to your niche or anything? How are you going to get 100% on your niche? Securing your niche. What's that? By executing. Executing, man, yeah. You're never going to become 100% until you jump in and you start working with people. So, yeah, if everyone, anyone here, you know, watching this back on the replay, if you're like, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm 90% of my niche. 
but not a hundred percent. You're not going to get a hundred percent until you're in there working with them. You know, them inside out, you know, you've worked with 20, 30 of them, 50, then you start getting a hundred percent. So 90% guy is a very high level. You're ready to go with that. Yeah. Well, feel, I feel a lot better. There's no weight, no weight anymore. So thank oh, you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Can nice. I make a question? Karina, jump on. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, guy, I am a career coach. Just oh. for you to know. <laughs> thank you. I was going to ask. That. I have a podcast. <laughs> oh, I'll have to have a listen. <laughs> so that's why I said very good topic because I did <laughs> this podcast last year with other two girls, and I'm thinking of. I have already decided to make a pause on the podcast and like take a distance so that I can focus on the coaching side properly. But anyway, this is not my main consideration here. The thing is, I this year I have I am like reaching 10 years working with recruitment and HR. I also have this baby face. <laughs> but yeah, baby face. <laughs> 10 years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm 32 by the way so then when i started doing coaching i was like i really like this setting of encouraging motivating showing blind spots and um the environment itself the communication i'm also a psychologist which, which is different and totally different than therapy um so i i, I like this a lot and it was more natural to me in this past three, four years to do to start doing career coaching than helping people preparing for interviews, changing careers, changing companies, changing fields, helping out expats. I'm Brazilian and I live in Spain. So like I understand a lot about differences in, in the job markets, the way we communicate and how you build up your CV is different from country to country. And then also recruiting for several countries in Europe, I well gathered some knowledge that I that it was natural for me to be a career coach. But what happened? And then I started having clients like referrals and people from a networking there. What happened was that um, two years ago I had a burnout. I was fully working on my uh, on my business. Also freelancing and recruitment, many clients, candidates in the US, living in Spain, people in Brazil, like it was a mess. At midnight, I was hanging out with friends, talking to people, my candidates in the, uh, <laughs> you know, in the US and in Brazil, it was really, I, I had no limits. And then I took a, a year and a half to recover from that. You will understand wh why am I telling you all this context. And the a moment I recovered, I felt fully recovered from my burnout. I started um, recruiting for a manager. He's an executive. And now he's my client because I noticed and I could rescue him from burnout. And then this is my, this is how I got into my second um, niche. The first one are people changing careers. This is the result. The problem with this niche is that not everyone can pay. And I can already see, but all my content and everything I talk about on social media is about changing careers. Yep. 
and um, I already see that I wouldn't, I don't want to like keep talking and keep dealing with this type of topic forever because I mean, I'm working with recruitment for all this time and I really feel like focusing more time on more complex topics, which is, which, and it's where the senior managers and executives comes in, in, uh, Increased workload, stress, exhaustion, um, and then lately, I made a couple, made a couple. of um, posts on LinkedIn, and the reaction I got from people about bur burnout prevention and uh, focusing on well-being, and it's a mix also with leadership development because we're talking about executives, uh, was impressive. Many people came out to me, yeah, I want to collaborate, and then. I I have one client already, this one I mentioned, and another one, hi, <laughs> and another one already in conversation. I sent him a proposal. He uh, He's based in France. So, and then I'm like, okay, how, oh, I'm stuck. This, this is my moment. How long did you say, Bruna, that you've been uh, helping out with the new niche, burnout? With a new niche. How long? Uh, less than a year. And, and it's year. bringing, okay. it's progressing more than the, on the other side. Yeah. So what's your question? <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. I'll give you that. I don't know. I really, I, I, I bought so many books about it. I, I have been talking about it to everyone. Like, guys, it's so amazing. <laughs> Like it can be prevented. This is the good news. You don't need to go through a burnout, and it works, and it really works. So yeah, what's your question, Bruna? Good question. The question is that then the imposter syndrome comes in because I'm like I just started doing it. And then yep. when I look back to all my background, I'm like, no, the. <laughs> I do that with my clients. I mean, I'm helping them changing careers, and they they come yeah. to me with the same, with the same. I mean, statements, and I'm like, no, it's I'm not doing this for just for now. Yeah, I am specialized in work and organization and personal psychology. Come on, and I'm working in HR for this whole time, and dealing with managers. Like since I since I was I was recently graduated. I was uh, like coordinating a team and joining meetings with senior managers and I was there, everything on time, all my presentations were there and they didn't have it. And I was like, well, this is it. This is it. Like I'm used to this environment. All right, easy. Uh, Let's have a look at this for a story yeah. about Dawn over there. Yeah. That's a, that's a good personal story. <laughs> um, it's a mix, so you could get it. <laughs> so you've got like... Let's just have a look. What What's the career one? You're helping people change careers. Is that right? Yeah. Is it, is For it the unfulfilled careers to fulfilling careers. All right. What's going on here? Here we go. Uh, so we got people, um, unfulfilled career. Hello, AM, by the way. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to see you. Florida. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you back to work yet? I am. I went back last Tuesday. I had a nice like 11 days off. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Fulfilled career. All right. So, Bruno, you've got down people, unfulfilled career, fulfilled career. That's what you're currently doing. It's been what you've been doing for a long time, right? But then now you're like, oh, I've got these, this kind of passion here where it's like executives who are burnt out. I like helping them. And it's what what's the result that you help these ex burnt out executives? Is it is it just like kind of be healthy and thrive? Like what, what's the result, would you say? Work-life balance. Okay, so be uh, healthy, work-life balance, right? Yeah. All right. Let's have a look. So your question, Bruna, is that you're questioning your niche. Is that right? Yeah. Sweet. Well, I already know the answer. <laughs> you already know the answer. Guy already yeah. knows the answer. And Maria, I don't think if you jumped in at the wrong time, if you got the answer. She, she just got here, but she knows the answer. <laughs> so Who knows the answer? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. What's the answer? Which one? My answer is that my new niche are the executives with burnout. Yeah. You're more yeah. passionate about this. This one's kind of like, hey, I've done this my whole life. This is what I know. This is what's safe, yeah. but I've moved on. I've grown. Um, the what's happening here is you're a little bit got imposter syndrome in this little category here. It's kind of like, hey, I know I can help them, but like, can I help them? There's a little bit of fear, and is that right? Is that what you're saying? Of, but in the end, I know I can help them because I'm already doing this. Yeah. So what's what's the fear? Sorry. I don't know. I did. You, I did you, you a lot of market research. It's. I'm just like hitting my head against the wall. Like you know, I found this niche. I I did many research about uh like competitors and how is the market for burnout uh, coaches in France, in Spain, um, in the Netherlands as well. I used to live there, so it's a public that I'm comfortable with. And then I'm like, okay, I think I found something. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just, just struggling to accept it. Yeah. If that well makes sense. Just accept it. Yeah. So what we're going to do is just make the decision to accept it. And I know this is kind of weird. I was talking to my wife last night about something that she's holding on to. <laughs> um, and it's it literally is. It's just a decision to either hold on to something or let it go to accept something or resist something. It's, it's literally a decision. Where you just go, you know what? I've been holding on to that thing. Moving forward, I'm going to let it go. Yeah. I'm creating a new habit of letting it go. Resist that because we're scared to what it might, how it will change if we let something go. Or am I getting too deep into this? Say it again, guy. 
do we um sorry do we um resist letting go because it means we're ha- we have to change or we're worried about what That's will happen it, if we let it go yeah That's exactly what it is it's that you know two things that drive every human behavior may have you may have heard this does anyone know what it is the two things that drive every human behavior yeah maybe does anyone know who knows come on we got all three of you unmuted what's that love and fear love and fear it's a part of that to be a bit more specific on how we articulate it Does anyone know? Okay, so it is oh, the. I'm thinking so many aspects. It's coming. Motivation. It's got to do with motivation. Need to avoid. Need to gain. Does anyone know? Safe. Something about feeling safe or. That's it. Right here. Pain. Pleasure. Of course. Everything we do is based around these two things. We either do it to avoid pain or we either do things to gain pleasure. It's a motivation. If we do things to avoid pain, it's what this one is what we call an away form of motivation. And for example, I used to go to the gym and I was away motivated. Back when I was in my 20s, I used to go to the gym. And mind you, I went to the gym a lot. But I my motivation was that I didn't want to be skinny. So I would push myself to go to the gym, which I didn't love and enjoy. Because if I didn't go, I'd be skinny. So I'd push myself to pump weights. It's called an away form of motivation. And it made me go to the gym. It made me go to the gym. Now, the next person might be like, hey, I just want to go to the gym to uh, get fit and look good. But you'll find most people when it comes to the gym thing are actually going to the gym for this, not because of this. They have more reason going to the gym because they don't want the pain rather than, oh, I just need to look good. It's more like, oh, I just don't want to look this way, right? So this is the way we operate is that, Everything we do is either to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And this is what we call towards motivation. Towards motivation. Has anybody heard this stuff? Anybody heard this stuff? No. Long, a long time ago. Yeah. That's the, What's that, the vinyl song, Pleasure and Pain? I don't know. I, just, I heard it from Tony Robbins originally. But, I mean, it's a very just common knowledge stuff when it comes to personal development very important to it's important to know this stuff because you helps you coach people because you can see how they're moving you can look at what are they doing you know like how are they operating are they doing this to avoid pain or are they doing this to gain pleasure and then based off how they're operating you can kind of coach them so um what was the point of this what were you talking about who was talking about something i assume it was you bruna yeah. Why did I that get into this? Struggling to accept it. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yes, 
Guy, you were saying around why do we hold on to things? Why do we hold on to things that no longer serve us? Why do we hold on to things that hurt us? Why do we hold on to things that hold us back from getting what we want? Because you're more comfortable. It's more comfortable sometimes than what well, you think. It's more comfortable than changing. That's it. So what's happening is that by us, even though the thing we're holding on to is hurting us in some form, in our mind, we are saying that there's more pain. There's more pain slash discomfort. slash uncertainty if I let it go. Which sometimes is a story that we tell ourselves yeah. to justify not doing it. Yeah. So I'm going to hold on to the thing that's hurting me, that's holding me back from getting what I want. But at the end of the day, I have a certainty in regards that this is hurting me in some way and at least I know about it. If I let it go, then I'm opening myself up to this unknown and that's going to be scary and it's going to be uncomfortable and I don't want that. So... Their need to avoid pain is the reason why they hold on to this shit, right? Now, getting back to yourself, Bruna. Yes. So the, you said you said with this I'm niche, so motivated with the with the executives. Yep. I even I even started collaborating with another coach. She yep. has a different uh, coaching path than mine and the idea for us is to and we already started doing this is creating a program for managers yep and uh using medicine and health prevention guidelines mm -hmm. this is a super cool approach actually um yep. and there's also another coach based in amsterdam interested i also connected with people from the university so yeah that's just it i need to go for it yeah <laughs> i'm sounding ridiculous now but that's it <laughs> nah, i'm just laughing because i mean it's uh it's funny because you i haven't done even i haven't done anything you, you just you just coached yourself <laughs> so you're like i need help luke and i'm like what do you need help with and you said your story and then you said here's my niches and you're like i already know what to do and you're like okay i just got to go for it there you go well done well that's it thank you <laughs> how good am i i'm amazing <laughs> without even coaching <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's it, Bruno. All it is is that you're moving from your comforts and what you know and what you've known for so long, which is career coaching. Yeah, you've known it. It's you. It's an identity of you. What's happening is that you're now evolving and growing and there's this part of you which is going, oh, but it, I'm not putting this planet to do career coaching. I'm meant to be helping these people, people that are burnt out because I've been through it, yeah, and I got through it, and I need to be helping these people. And I've got the skill set to back it all up and support it, and I've got the drive and the passion. 
that's what's going on. But then the fear is going, but Bruna, you know all this. This is your comfort zone. But then your soul is going, come over here, Bruna. But then your mind is going, but Bruna, that's unknown. It's scary. You know here, stay over here. So that's all that's happening is that you're having a battle between your head and your heart, just like Anne-Marie said. Love and fear is at a battle right now. Your head's saying, and this is no different for everyone, your head's saying, stay where you are. Don't grow. I need to keep you safe because that's what the whole point of the brain is, to keep you alive and safe. And in today's weird world, our brain keeping us safe and alive means basically sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Yeah? That's what our brain will do. Sit on the couch, stay quiet, do nothing with your life. Don't push yourself. But then your heart will always, you'll always be unfulfilled if that's the way you live because your heart will say you're destined for more guy. You're destined for more Emory and Bruna. You aren't, you haven't been put on this planet to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. You've been put on this planet to shine. And it's a scary path. It's a scary, hard, uncomfortable path. <laughs> ah, you know, Anne-Marie, you haven't been put on this planet to look after kids for the rest of your life, right? Absolutely. You're great at it. You've done it. You know mm -hmm. it. And your head's saying, stay there, Anne-Marie. Stay here. You know this. You're great at it. Mm -hmm. You know what you can expect. And even though parts of it suck, Stay here. But your heart is saying, go out there and coach mums. How to be mm -hmm. better mums for their kids. Your heart's saying that. You're having this battle between love and fear. Definitely. Bruna, you're having this battle between love and fear. And Guy, man, same shit. We're all having this battle between love and fear, all of us. Yeah. And you were saying about, like, being, being out there to shine and to, you know, we have our purpose. Yeah. And um, I also have another fear that I started fighting against it last yeah. month, which is um, actually telling my story for people I don't know. Yeah. It's not about the burnout. My my life is uh, special. <laughs> And um, in December, I I ran like a workshop at the university where I where I did my my masters for current master students in this uh, European program for uh, organizational psychology. Um, I don't know how in Australia you call it. Maybe it's industrial or an organizational psychology. Well, mm -hmm. this field. And I uh, decided to challenge myself and to tell in the classroom <laughs> a bunch of people that I had never seen before my story what, sorry? about my story and also giving them career yep. tips and yep. topics that they were interested in. The thing is, and this is a, uh, oh, this is even hard to say, but. I have been working on myself with the idea of talking about it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. The thing is, in two words, in seconds, summarizing. I had a I had thrombosis um, and I almost died six times in 2017. Mm. And I was married at the time. And because of all these um, events, like really, it was a turning point in my life. Yeah, I decided to chase my dreams, which were living in Europe and um, pursue a master's degree, like an international program. Yeah. And then since then, the way I see life completely changed. And the fact that I'm telling you guys here now, also congratulations for me because like first time we're meeting <laughs> and um, know that this story is powerful. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> this My story is powerful. Um, and I and I need to find out a way of sharing it. Can I ask you a question, Rena, with that? Please. When it comes to you sharing your story and you not being comfortable around it, why is it making you uncomfortable? For example, is it that you find it hard because you're being vulnerable and you find it hard without breaking down? Is it that you're ashamed of it? Like, like what's the reason why you find it hard to share that story? Mm, not of breaking down because I, I tell it with joy, actually being grateful for being alive and healthy and there. Um, I think it's more towards being judged. Okay. Anything else? Uh, And thinking of the fact that I usually open up for people that I already know, or we have some like, degree in knowing each other okay so it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like i trust you and then i will tell you you know right okay um let's just say you're talking to a group of strangers and you don't have the trust there because it's like say you're on stage and you just haven't had the time to build the trust with them What's holding you back from sharing your story with them, even though you don't know them, you don't trust them? The first thing you said is being judged, but any, what else? Um, being underestimated. Underestimated? Um, yeah. yeah. Feeling that people will underestimate me or um, not... Or limit my capabilities because of right. this, because of my health condition. Yeah. Which doesn't affect me cognitively, intellectually at all. Yeah. Like, in, in life, I just need to take care of a couple of things, but like, I have a normal life. Okie dokie. Can everybody hear that saw in the background? Can't hear the saw mm-hmm. going, Zzz. all right, just let me know if it's, if I'm, because people are doing construction work. Um, first thing, Bruna, judgment. Scared of being judged. You're not alone. Uh, a lot of people are scared of being judged, and in fact, everyone's got a, some sort of some sort of fear around being judged. Here's the thing. Guess what? You're going to be judged. 
you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged by people that love you, people that hate you, and everyone in between. It's impossible. So, for example, the human brain is made and built. What's the goal of the human brain? What, what I mentioned it before, right? Stick to the status quo. They keep us safe. Keep us comfortable, safe. Keep us safe ultimately means keep us alive, right? So the goal is to keep us alive. And by keeping us alive, yeah, the next thing is, okay, I've got to keep you safe. Now, in order for the brain to keep us alive, it had to, with humans, it had to create a little part of the brain to judge things and judge it quickly. It's an automatic response and it's impossible. And so every now and then you get these spiritual people and they're like, I don't judge people. No judgment. They're lying. They're absolutely lying because it's an automated process in your brain that you can't stop. And what they're getting at, the spiritual people that say, I'm not judging, what they're getting at is that they're not judging in a negative way. But whether you judge something in a negative or a positive way or a neutral way, you're still judging. You can't not judge things. So, for example, the brain must be able to quickly judge whether this thing that I'm doing is safe, me walking down the road, yeah, me getting in a car, me jumping off a cliff, it has to make judgments to figure out, okay, is this safe? If it's not safe, I need to pump the body full of adrenaline. I need to give it more oxygen, more blood flow to stay alive, and it has to do this, yeah? Now, that's from that point of view. Then what happens is that it's now as we've evolved over the years, we've got all these social fears where back when we were cavemen and cave women, the, the, the brain was built for survival with all the dinosaurs and all that crap. But now because all that stuff's gone, it's now social fears. It's less to do with dinosaurs and more to do with, oh, if I get up on, on a stage, then I'm scared to do public speaking because people are going to judge me, Right. Oh, I'm scared to tell my story on social media because I'm worried what people think of me, right? The brain is designed to automatically judge Bruna. So when you told your story just a moment ago, even though you're in a trusting space and even though, you know, you said that, okay, you know, good job on you for sharing your story, even though you don't know us deeply. But Guy judged you, I judged you, and Anne-Marie judged you. It's a fact, it's a truth. Now, we could have all judged you in a way, which I assume this is the case, where it's like, that's a really nice story. I'm excited for you, right? It's still a judgment, Bruna. Yeah? Now, I'm sure you're happy with that judgment, but what you don't want is the negative judgment. Yeah? You don't want, oh, Bruna, that who she thinks she is. Oh, and that story sucks. Oh, man, that's not an impressive story. Oh, why is she crying about that? I went through this. It's like that judgment we don't want. But the issue is, Bruna, is that I always talk about this. You can't have fans without haters. There's a law of the universe. I'm just going to close the door. All right, there's a law when it comes to the universe's law, work on laws. One of them is the law of gravity. We all know that. 
I get this pen and I drop it on earth. And as long as there's, we're in no vacuum or anything like that, I drop this pen and it drops. Law of gravity, yeah? Things with weight will drop down. There's also these other laws which are more spiritual-based laws that are not so common. The most common spiritual law is the law of attraction, which we all know that, yeah? Think about what you want. You think and you, you match the feelings and you'll attract it. And that also goes for positive and negative. If you think good things, good things, good things, good things, good things, and you back it out with good feelings, you'll attract that thing. But if you worry, 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 you'll attract that thing as well, right? Law of attraction at work. There's another law when it comes to like the spiritual laws, which is the law of polarity. And the law of polarity states is that there are opposite ends to absolutely everything. So we all want to get clients. We all want to get fans, yeah? The law of polarity, and these laws are like the law of gravity. They're not like this made-up crap. It's legit works. The law states the law of polarity means that with everything, one polar opposite, you would get the opposite down here. So, for example, hot, cold, up, down, left, right. There's always a polar opposite. Law of polarity, Bruna. Now, if you want clients and fans, yeah, you want that. Law of polarity states, everybody, what else are you going to have to get? Some critics. Critics, haters. And it's a law. It's a law. And this is a great thing that you brought up here, Bruno, because this is so common. What are we doing? We like, we want clients and fans. But what are we doing? But we don't want haters. We don't want people to judge us. So what we're doing is that we're trying to grow our business operating against a law which cannot be broken. It's a law, just like gravity. You jump off a cliff, everybody, and you do not have a parachute you are going to fall off the cliff. Yeah, you can think it all you want in your life. You can think, oh, I'm going to float, but you will drop off the cliff. It's a law of gravity. It's the same with the law of polarity. If you are saying, I want clients and fans, but I'm not allowed, I'm not, I don't want haters and I want people critic be like critics and judge me and I'm going to hold myself back and not share my true personality and my true story and put myself out there. You will not get your clients and fans. <laughs> Does this make sense, everyone? All right. So that is a truth. You want clients and fans. You must be open to getting the opposite, working with the law of polarity, which is haters and judges and critics. Now, Bruno, you're kind of like, okay, cool. I get that. Yeah. But it's like, well, how do I let it go? Yeah. How do I let it go? And this comes back to this, Bruno. Comes back to what we we're talking about before. How do I let it go? Okay, I get that that concept, Luke, makes sense. But I've still my fear doesn't go away. I've still got the fear of judgment and all that. And what's happening here is that you're just having a battle between your head and your heart, love and fear. And ultimately, what's going to happen, Bruno and everybody else, is you got a choice, yeah? 
you got a choice. You can hold on to where you're at, yeah, and you'll experience pain because you get it, Bruno. You're like, you know, you you want to shine here, and everybody here wants to shine, and it's so frustrating that you want to shine, but there's stuff holding you back. We all know this, yeah? It's like, I know I can do this. I know I have my potential there, but I'm holding on to this and it's hurting. But at the same time, you're going, hey, if I put myself out there, I'm going to be judged and that's going to be painful. The moment... Okay, we've got a few little things here. That's a Vulcrum. Does everyone know what a Vulcrum is? Like a scale thing? Yeah. Yep. Now, a scale is pretty, it's pretty straightforward is that you put weights on a scale. Um, it's going to flip over to the side, right? So like that. The moment that you see um do this here. Well we'll say this one is holding onto your current life we're just going to sum it up with that for you bruna it's staying in your existing niche yeah uh guides you know you you not launching with your niche emirates the same thing right it's a very similar thing it's holding on to your current life and where you're at <clears throat> the moment that you associate more pain with holding on to your existing life, then moving over to your what you want, your dreams and goals, is the moment you start taking action. So the moment that you realize and associate more pain in staying where you are then taking action and going to that scary future is the moment that you start taking action. And Bruna, you're lucky. You're super, super lucky. Why? Because you mentioned it in your story. You went through a very hard period in your life. You almost died. Um, sounds like that you're in a marriage that broke down. So a lot of the time it takes events like that <clears throat> For us to finally wake up and go, all right, enough's enough. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I could have died. So you're lucky, Bruno, because you've been given a gift. We haven't all been through that. You've got that. And because you went through that, that's now given you this drive, this inner drive. Now, I'm not saying it's not scary, yeah? It's still scary. What's <laughs> happening is that your Vulcrum has started to shift because you've had that really tough experience in your life and you were holding on to your life and now this thing start the swing back like that and where it's at it's probably not like this yet it's more like starting to lean to the right does that make sense yeah 
So all you got to do is start stacking more on this side. And the stacking just comes from once you take action on this thing, trust me, you'll just start getting momentum and the, your past life will be just a past thing. Oh. Also, oh, question. Um, the more we do it, the less scarier it becomes. So it, like the fear shrinks. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's always scary because look, you just get better at facing fears because look at this, ready? Doesn't matter. I, I'm scared shitless. You're scared shitless. My coach is scared shitless. We're all scared shitless, right? Um, let's just say that you're here and you want to get to here. It's unknown. So because it's unknown, it's going to be scary. And it could be as simple as, oh, man, just to select my niche is scary. And then let's just say you do it, you find the carriage and you move your way up and you're here. Then you're going to go, cool, well, uh, I want to get up to here. And because you haven't been there before, and that could be going from niche to going from um, maybe, uh, let's say, one-to-one -one coaching to coaching a group of people. And you're like, oh, I want to do it, but it's scary. I can handle one-to-one, -one, but group's scary. And you haven't done it before. And you're questioning yourself. You know, what happens if, I stuff up and I, I don't know what to say on the calls and I get lost and what are they going to think of me? All these fears that go through our head. But you find the courage and you get there. And then you're kind of like, oh, sweet. Well, now I want to get to the next level. And it's like, well, I want to hire a team but I'm scared because I don't know how to do that. And It doesn't end, everybody. It doesn't end when your goal is to grow. You're always going to be fucking scared. <laughs> Um, yeah, but what happens so, is it's just like a muscle, yeah, is that you just get used to being scared because at the moment, if you're not used to facing discomfort, it's such a big deal. But you train yourself to become comfortable with uncomfortability, that's all it is. So, yeah. what actually happens is that the fear levels actually get bigger and bigger and bigger. The discomfort gets harder and harder and harder. But what happens is that you just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Think about this for a second. This is what I, Gary V said this. Does anyone, everyone know Gary V? Um, Gary V said this, <laughs> which I love. He said, think about the problem that you're experiencing in your business right now. And I don't know. It could be niche for a couple of you. It could be uh, could be getting your first client, could be getting your 10th client, whatever it is for you. It could be doing the work, consistency. We've got this one problem. Problem right here. Think about that problem and how hard you think it is, how big of a deal you think it is. He goes, the bigger you get, the bigger the problems become. He goes, your little tiny problem that you're freaking out about is nothing. He goes, imagine running a multi, 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 multi million, let's just say eight, nine figure business and you've got 1,000 staff and you know you're, you, you bringing that business in, you're responsible for the lives of 1,000 people and 1,000 families and your sales drop. 
and your sales are dropping quickly and you're getting sued by 20, 30 companies and you're losing control. People are leaving the company and the culture's going downhill and you've got no control and you don't know what to do and you're freaking out. You can't sleep. He goes, your little problem right now is nothing, absolutely nothing. The bigger you get, the bigger your problems get. And another one, um, one of my coaches said this, is that your business will only grow to the level of problems that you can handle. <laughs> your business will only grow to the level of problems that you can handle. Can't handle your niche? Cool, you don't grow. Okay, you've got your niche. Can't handle people judging you? Sweet, that's your cap. Can't handle coaching a group of people at once? Cool, your cap is at one-to-one. -one. Can't handle managing a team of five people whilst delivering to your clients and your audience? Cool, your cap is just you working a one-man band. Does that make sense? So your business is only going to grow to the level of problems that you can handle. Right now, we're all facing a problem here. And it's like, cool, well, you're being delivered a problem and the universe is going, sweet, Anne-Marie and Maruna and Guy, I hear your dreams. You want this coaching business, yeah? Before I give you everything that you want, I just want to make sure that you can handle this little problem first. Because if I give you everything, I give you all the money and the clients and everything like that. So if I give you all that, you will ruin your life if you can't handle that. Because legit, let's just say that you were given all the, all the clients, um, let's just say no growth had changed in anyone's mind here. And you were given millions of dollars and hundreds of clients and um, you would ruin your life because you know what you'd do? You'd probably go out there and buy all this shit um, because you're like, oh, I've got all these heaps of money now. And then what you do is that you wouldn't be able to manage all the clients because you're not grown to the point where you can manage all that. You won't deliver to them. They'll all basically get pissed off. They'll, your reputation will get ruined. And then you go from up here, you'll lose everything. And then your partner will hate you, your family will hate you, your friends will hate you, you'll be down in the dumps and you'll go from being on top of the world to thinking that you're an absolute failure and you'll go sit on the couch and watch Netflix the rest of your life. So the universe isn't giving that to everyone instantly. What they do is they go, you've got to be able to handle big problems if we're going to get your dream. We're going to first give you just this little problem, just a test. And if you can pass this test, then I'll give you the next problem. You can grow a little bit. So... You're just all given, being given a test right now, which is the niche for you, guy. Hey, test here. Can you move forward with this niche when you're not 100%? Here's your first test. Bruna, same deal. Can you move forward with this when you know it's right, but you've got this fear? It's probably going to be a similar story around with, with yourself, Amory, right? All right. Is that why, mate, when people win the lotto, they go bankrupt in two years because they're not, they don't have like a money mindset. 100% it is. Yeah. We've all heard that, yeah? The majority of people will lose um, who win the lotto. And I'm talking millions and multi millions and millions and millions, 50 million bucks. How the hell do they lose it within three years? Three years. How do you lose $50 million in three years simply because they have a scarcity mindset, which is that I'm not a millionaire. I am a person who struggles with money. 
So then when they're given money, what happens is that their mind is wired to not manage that money. So they'll lose it. Mm-hmm. That's what the mind's crazy. It is crazy. So if you identify as a multimillionaire, if you legit honestly identify as a multimillionaire, you will get and attract millions eventually. It's guaranteed. But if you identify as being, hey, man, I'm just a person who struggles and, you know, I grew up with a poor family, so I'll always be poor, you can become the best person in the world, the best thing, the skill set in your field, but you'll never make money. You'll always, you might make money, but then you'll let it go. And when you say let it go, your brain finds ways to let it go. Ah, oh, I give it away to people. Ah, oh, I, uh, oh, I'm going to go to Vegas. Oh, I'm just going to gamble because i got heaps of money. Oh, I'm just going to bet on the horses. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy heaps of stuff. Your brain will do it because what? Your brain wants to keep yourself safe. It's your goal. Your brain is wired to keep you safe. And if your identity and you see yourself, I'm a poor person, and then you go up to this level where you got millions, your brain goes, hey, man, you're not a millionaire. Dude, you're a poor person. That's just unsafe. You need to get rid of it all. It's crazy stuff. And no one goes, oh, I want to lose all my money. But this is what the brain does. It's screwed up. Hence why I talk about step one. It's so important that you're constantly retraining your brain because most of us aren't wired into a success mindset. We're wired into fears and restrictions and everything like that. Most of us didn't come from rich families. I didn't come from a rich family. So, you know, person who has been born into money has an identity that, are, you know, I'm rich. Those people there, the issue with people like that is it's hard to get them to take action usually because they're kind of comfortable. So we've all got pros and cons. The great thing about someone who's maybe grown up with a poor family is they're more likely to take action because they've grown up with versati- um, adversity, yeah? So they're more likely to be okay to push through discomfort but then you get to say someone who's got grown up with money, oh, well, you know, I'm always going to be wealthy, that type of thing. They can be lazy sometimes. I'm just generalizing here, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you got to change your brain, change your brain. You know, I've spoken about me is that with my business, I've been stuck at six figures for probably two years. And I'm like, man, why aren't I making a million dollars yet? Because I think from a skill set point of view, I'm like, man, I, should, I, can, be, I can be running a million dollar business, no probs. Um, but it's ultimately my brain isn't a million dollar brain yet. So I'm like, I've got to retrain my brain. Hey, Luke, you're a million dollar coach. 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 Think in my meditations of being a million dollar coach and what a million dollar coach sees and experiences. And it's constantly changing my brain with it. And when you do that, your brain will make you go to the area. It'll make you do all the scary stuff. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Wowza. I tell my clients when we're talking about change and um, behavioral change. What's that, Bruna? We start, when I talk to my clients about changing behaviors, and it's something that I imported from organizational change, yeah. We only start changing once we focus on the benefits of it. Mm. Actually changing behaviors and beliefs. Because you're you are focusing on the gains and and how 
it's gonna be good for you yeah yeah so focusing on the life that you're living when you're that person yeah definitely oh well are we all good now Bruni, you've spoken about your story. Um, you know your niche, you know what you got to do. You just got to move on with it, right? But let's commit to something this week where you're like, okay, this is me legit committing with you, Bruna. Tell me. I reckon you've <laughs> got to commit to telling your story. What do you reckon? I sorry, what? I didn't get the end of it. Well, Can I if say it again? yeah, if you're kind of thing where you're officially committing to this niche and you said that I you spoke about your story, right? Telling a story is something that you have to do. <laughs> have to be able to do it <laughs> because it gives you a reason behind why you're a coach. Yeah. So you telling your story is an official commitment to you and it's going to be very hard for you to do this. But this is your test right now, yeah? This is your test right now. The universe is going, hey, Bruno, do you really want to do this? Here, here's your test, your story here. You know that you got to do it. <laughs> you know you got to do it. Do you want to do it? I need to do it. All right. Awesome. So I what already did it. I already did it like three weeks ago awesome. in person. <laughs> I need to do it on video now. <laughs> That's it. So now yeah. you're going to do it on video. By the way, you OS your live into the group, into the yes. Facebook group. So that's one of your things you got to do this week. Next thing is your story. Hey, if you want to practice doing your story into the TLC group, why don't you practice do that? Go for it if you want a bit of practice. But that's your first step. Your next step is to jump on your actual, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, or whatever you use, and you do a video, you post a video of your story. Not a good writer. Get a ghostwriter and write a book because that's an epic story. I don't yeah, know. We, yeah, we don't it will help people. We don't yeah, even yeah. know. We don't. That's just the surface. I mean. Bruni, you told us in five seconds. We don't even know the depth of mm -hmm. it. Everyone's got their story, yeah? I've got my story and why I'm who I am and where I'm doing and stuff like that. Anne-Marie got yours. You Guy, you got yours. We all got our story. And it's the thing that ultimately is the reason why we're here. So we've got to share it with people. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. You know, I remember I used to not be able to tell about my traumas from my childhood without breaking down. I used every when I first started telling it to people, because same deal, I had an issue with vulnerability. I grew up through my 20s where I had the mask on, everything was always good. I'm the confident dude. <laughs> I was so scared on the inside, pretending to be someone who I wasn't. Being vulnerable was my absolute fear. 
I never wanted anyone to find out I was hurting. I wasn't confident. And I did everything possible to protect that image. And the thing that ultimately got me into coaching and doing what I'm doing is the moment where I dropped my fear and started opening up my heart because I had so much anger and hatred towards my sister that it basically, I shut off my heart because I was so angry at her and I blamed her for all this crap in my life and how my family was and things like that. And because I had shut off my heart, yeah, because I'd been so hurt through my teenage years, I was like, okay, well, I've been so hurt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut off my heart so I can't be hurt anymore. Typical thing that we do, right? So I lived through my head and it took me down the wrong path. I chased money. I thought money was the key to happiness and I just chased money and I worked to make money. Got into investing, got into real estate to learn about the property market, bought properties, got into the next company, climbed my way to the top, made more and more money. The more money that I made, the more I realized that I was unfulfilled. And I'm like, shit, thing that I thought was the key to happiness, it's not. Money's not the thing. I'm like, well, what is it? And I went to a long story show. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. He taught me there that I had to open up my heart. I had to forgive my sister. And that changed everything. Went to my sister, asked her to forgive me for being a shit brother. And I remember, I remember hugging her and I had, I had like 15 years of obsessive hate on my sister to the point where I wanted her to die. That's how much I hated her. I remember when I hugged her, I literally felt 15 years of weight drop off my shoulders. And that was the moment where my life changed. I quit what I was doing, got into coaching, and here I am right now. Simply because I opened up my heart and got vulnerable, yeah? And when I got into coaching, I remember telling my story about my sister and all that, and I couldn't do it without crying because I, ha I still had pain there. I had, even though I had forgiven my sister, I still had a lot of pain in there. And by telling my story over and over and over and over and over and over and over, it went from breaking down, can't get through it, to only crying a little bit, to maybe tearing up, to now, I'm cool telling it. It's part of my story, right? And I haven't told you the deep depths of it. It's no big deal. It's nothing special, right? But it's just my story. So telling your story, Bruno and everybody else, it's hard at the start. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I did the same thing, Bruno. I jumped on a I remember I jumped, I was I was in a park around the corner from here. It would have been maybe seven, eight years ago. I jumped on a Facebook Live and I told my story which was a lot of friends and family, you know, had some random followers. I didn't have an Instagram account back then. And I remember jumping on a Facebook Live and telling my story and going through the details of what I went through with my family, my sister and how, what I just kind of told you there. And I did the same thing. And it was scary as hell, shaking, trembling, been through it all, yeah? So I know it's hard. But... Man, it's just the, it's the beginning of opening up everything. The beginning of opening up everything. So, yeah. I will share the link with you later in the week. Looking forward to it. And like Anne-Marie said, Bruno, is that your story is going to touch so many people's hearts and it's going to, they're going to, 
This is a truth. Everyone is hurting in the world. Basically everyone. 99% of people are hurting in the world. So when you jump on and share your story of pain and hurt, you're going to get plenty of people that are going, oh my gosh, Bruna went, went through what I went through. I'm going through that right now. And by you having the courage to be vulnerable and honest and open up about this stuff, you're going to change people's lives. And that's what's great about coaching is through us being courageous, yeah, facing our fears, we change people's lives. It's a pretty crazy thing if you think about it. Just by us being courageous. But if we sit on the couch and watch Netflix, we don't change people's lives. We just do our own thing. But if we face our fears, we find that courage and we become the person who we're meant to be, yeah, we let this greatness out, we change so many people's lives. And it just doesn't stop in regards to our niche, yeah? It doesn't just stop at helping mums, Anne-Marie, or people watching their podcast, or Bruno with you, the executive. It doesn't just stop at that. This is our niche. But... You know, you sharing your story, you're going to have people that watch that that are your niche, but you're also going to have people who aren't your niche that will never buy from you and they'll still relate to your story. What's to say that you, by you sharing your story, Bruna, what's to say that someone doesn't hear that and go, you know what, man, I was going to kill myself tonight, legit. But Bruna went through what I went through and look at her now. I can't do this. Or what's to say that the person who um, is struggling with a health issue, Bruna, you went through and it's just like they were had given up and they hear your story and they're like, you know what, just got some hope. And that little hope and they go on to healing their pain and their disease or whatever they got and then they go on to becoming a coach or a speaker and changing people's lives. And it all stemmed from just you getting on there and telling your story. That's the wild thing about coaching. Legit, this stuff happens. All right, it's telling your story. When are you going to do it? Baruna. My story. Share my story. I will do it. <laughs> yeah, when? What's the date? When? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe on Thursday. All right. I or, don't I don't sound you're not convincing me. <laughs> I need to check my agenda to see how many calls and interviews I have in the upcoming days ah, to see please. That's today the, when the old, I have time to burn it You know, and burn my emotions and then recover from that. Give me give me a maximum uh, give me a give me a time that you definitely do this by. Thursday. Thursday, what time? <laughs> Amory's laughing because my know. time. I know. For, <laughs> okay, my time. Considering I'm in Spain, it's gonna be another time for you. But until um, before four p.m. on Thursday. Four p.m. Thursday. Awesome. Now I ain't following you up. Just so you know, because I'm not babying you. Because. If you need me to follow you up, you will never succeed because we're not going to be together for the rest of our lives. You'll be by yourself. 
And if you have to rely on someone following up, you'll never succeed. So this comes down to you creating the will within yourself to do it. You've told us that you're going to do it. Now it's up to you, Bruno, yeah? Now it's up to you to send me the link or post the link into the Facebook group so you can say, hey, I did this. I did what I said I was going to do. Up to you. It's up to you, Emery. It's up to you, Guy. Now, everyone has something yeah. they know that they need to do this week. Everyone knows that you've got to be specific and don't say, I'm going to do it by the end of the week. Nah, give us a date. Give us a time. You know you got to do that. And everybody knows that it's now up to you to do that thing. And everybody knows that you should post it in the TLC group and say, hey, look, what I did followed through the, that thing that I was going to say. So we can celebrate you because that deserves celebrating. <laughs> All righty, Magaiti. Okay. Hey, this has been a bit of a long one. What time we start? 8.30, it's almost two hours. Almost two hours. <laughs> You get to bed. <laughs> it's late for yeah. you. Um, they don't normally go this long, but hey, we're we all You're yeah. roll, mate. You're in the zone. <laughs> we're in the zone today, leading nice. coaches. We're zoning. All right. I'll uh, see you during the week, eh? I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks, brother. See you guys. Good day. <laughs> Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.